0: Morning, it's Money Talk. It's 19 minutes to nine. This is James Ross, and following on from yesterday's discussion on scrutiny over greenwashing, in your money today, Carolyn Wright is going to take a deeper dive into the importance of data to transparency in ESG, environmental, social, and corporate governance projects. Good morning, Carolyn.
1: Good morning. The ESG sector is a pretty hot topic amongst investors right now, but the big question is, how do you know if project is what it says it is. I'm joined now by Philbert Tong. He is Head of ESG Research and New Products at ESG Matters. Thank you for joining me today, Philbert.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: I think you might say that data is the answer to that question. But before we get into understanding more about that, let's start at the beginning. Greenwashing is a term many may be familiar with, but may not fully understand. So can you give us just a little bit of an explainer of what it is and how big of an issue it is?
0: In essence, greenwashing is just a misrepresentation of a project that happens to contribute to the environmental side. Of the business. So for example if you have a company that is trying to reduce its greenhouse gas emissions and then you have a carbon reduction project through tree planting for instance. So this would be uh, one representation of contributing to the environmental sector and then if you happen to purchase trees that are also being used by another company that would be one instance of greenwashing. But it can also be used to refer to companies that do environmental activities that in one way are beneficial to the company but in other ways are negatively impacting the environment as well. So for example, if you have renewable energy as part of the company's energy source, but then you utilize a lot more natural resources in order to create those solar panels for instance. Another common topic nowadays is hydrogen and in the process of creating that hydrogen you're in fact using a lot of water and that is a large footprint on the environment as well and you're misrepresenting the greenness that you are contributing to society by in one way helping the environment but then in other places negatively impacting it.
1: So there are a lot of ways that projects can be fudging what it is that they're claiming to do. So let's get into the data aspect. Can you explain how important data is to ensuring a project, an ESG project or a, a green financial product is what it claims it is.
0: Data is really like the hard evidence of what the ESG project or, or the, the, the you know investment contributes to. If you don't have a clear understanding of where the project contributes, it's very difficult to actually claim that any project or investment is green. Green isn't just referring to decarbonisation effort. It refers to all aspects of the environmental section. So if you want to truly understand greenwashing and how to avoid it, you really need to consider data and, and in general the ESG project itself from all angles. You understand that it is a system and by contributing in one section, you can actually have negative or general impacts on other sections. So by having a comprehensive view and collecting data very thoroughly and having good governance in general, it would be easier for investors, companies alike, to identify the hotspots of the project and understand where they are positively contributing and negatively contributing, and then they can make informed decisions about whether or not to invest in your project.
1: How do you ensure that that data is transparent
0: I would say that in general, it's very difficult for the average person to understand the extent to which you have to look at the system as a whole. And the market is not exactly great right now at reporting uh, on their footprint. Incorporating technology is really the best way that I can say we can improve on progress. But at the current level of technology, we really need some kind of disruption in order to progress
1: and what do you think that disruptor could be to do that
0: i mean blockchain is, is just a tool that we can use to to try and understand you know or, or ensure that it, something is actually you know what, what it says it is but there are ways around that and it's not really as understood and it's hard to incorporate at the present moment because there's no development in that area and then i think the key to improving performance in the long run actual improvement in sustainability would be to consider the system as a whole, rather than just, okay, this project is contributing to renewable energy, this project is contributing to water, that's what's important to me, there's no other aspect that I need to consider. Taking this holistic approach is more important than just simply having better water trackers. So so,
1: so, so what would it involve? So so, take your example there, so, <clears throat> so what would be the whole approach there, what are the, all the aspects that would be combined together?
0: If you think about a particular project, if you utilize AI, for instance, to make your building more efficient in either water consumption or make it more efficient in terms of some other kind of operational process flow, this results in a high level of electricity use because in order to train the AI, you need a ton of electricity, you've got to keep it running. There are some things that on the surface you might not consider, but then if you take a step back and have a more holistic approach, it's quite clear that there are other impacts as well. Quoting back on the hydrogen aspect, there's a lot of push towards hydrogen economy in some areas of the world. And the way that they're going about this is that they have PEM fuel cells or you have SO fuel cells. For these, you would need rare materials. And with such a source supply of our natural resources, because we have finite resources on our planet, by using them up, it's pushing us towards more the net zero goal and then not really considering these other aspects
1: the fact that mining for those materials could yeah. be quite destructive in itself yeah, for example
0: not not only is it destructive to the environment but it also causes some you know physical presence issues you have local communities that might be disrupted you have different ecosystems that you might be harming but then not only is the hydrogen economy using up a lot of natural resources. Creating hydrogen requires a lot of water, and there's really not that much water that we can consume on the planet, and water stress is really an important issue. But because of different governments and, and different parties uh, push towards net zero, it seems like there's kind of less inclination towards these other aspects of the environment. So that actually is kind of a picture of... Of greenwashing in itself. It,
1: I mean, it sounds it sounds quite difficult, and like a lot more thought really needs to go into deciding what the sensible way forward is mm-hmm. to get to becoming net zero, as yeah. you say. One of the things you mentioned earlier on was the standards of reporting. Mm-hmm. Do you think that companies should be taking more responsibility for reporting more clearly on what they're doing, or do you think that regulators need to be stepping up and making? what they and en- ensure companies do is more thorough.
0: I think the general consensus everywhere is that we need to improve upon reporting as as a thing. But the interpretation of that report is also very important. You can produce a perfectly written ESG report. How many people can actually read it and understand and compare it to others? You have uh, very large international frameworks like the GRI, SESB, TCFD, and they all lean towards different things slightly, but in essence, they are just reporting frameworks. And then there's this misconception that people have that if you follow a particular framework, that means your company is doing well. But that's really not the case. It just means that you're reporting in alignment with this particular framework. Of all the stock exchanges in the world where you for listed companies, not that many have ESG reporting as a listing requirement and not many regions as part of the, the business's existence require the company to report on ESG data in, in general. So it makes it very hard for the average investor to compare between companies. That's why a holistic approach is needed and, and a systems approach is needed. So there are other better frameworks out there, but better is a very relative term. But one of the frameworks that we believe is is more holistic approach and, and less myopic would be uh, the future fit business benchmark so this is this just takes on a systems approach in general so it separates into breaking goals and then your positive pursuits and then the company how they progress towards a future fit society or true sustainability is really denoted in their ability to progress in this benchmark so it actually gives kind of like a score Another problem that, that I've often heard from friends and, and clients as well is that investors that are trying to give scores to companies don't have a framework to do that. And this is actually a quite an easy way to continue with this. But that's, that depends on the data availability, which is another huge problem for companies as well.
1: It sounds to me like there's an awful lot of work still to be done here in this field.
0: We're, we're nowhere near being sustainable. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a progression, right? It's not like we can instantly achieve. Of course. Yeah. And with it being quite new in some regions, it's difficult to educate the people in order to well. You need people that specialize in this area, and and, and talent is very difficult to develop, especially if people have been taking on the you know CSR approach or like the CSV approach from before. It's you got to change your whole perspective, and that really is. A difficult part of the process and then getting the buy-in from the board the management and also your your employees as well also considering the different trade-offs between your actions it's it's more of a mindset than anything i would say the standards are constantly being updated there's funding out for better talent in esg and then the awareness for esg is spreading so much we're bringing over even though in in the region of gba we're less um, familiar with these concepts We're bringing over the tools that we need from regions with more progression into sustainability and helps us catch up to that pace and we're making good progress. It's just we still have a long way to go.
1: So I like that idea that for the moment it's the mindset and eventually we will get there, but it's very much a work in progress for the moment. Right. Thank you very, very much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Philbert Tong, Head of ESG Research and New Products at ESG Matters.